Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Here we are, relational up level, right? (laughs) How do we do this? How do we become people who are more relationally intelligent, who are able to connect with other people in ways that are beneficial for both people in the relationship, how to build strong relationships with significant others, which I I refer to that term as like all of the significant others in your life, not just a, a love relationship, but all of the children and the parents and the ones in your household, the nearest and dearest, right? And partnerships as in friend, like not just friends, but coworkers and business partners, the people you're, you're co-laboring with. It is important to be able to connect with them, right? Everybody has intentions of like being a kind person, loving, giving, etc. But just because that's your, that's your intention, doesn't mean other people are actually interpreting it in a way that reflects the intention of your heart. I have been doing this, the Fresh Start series, all of January, an episode a day. But within that, I have been doing a subset of episodes about leveling up, you know, and it's today we're talking about relationships, leveling up relationally. We did with emotions and other areas of your life spiritually. Like, how can you just level up in this next season? Go higher, dig deeper, uh, enlarge the place of your tent, like the Bible would say. How do you go do that in very tangible ways? Today's the last of the level up subset of series. And I, uh, I just want to say, I'm not trying to, with any of these episodes, give you an all-inclusive list of ways to do this, and I'm not trying to go deep in every one of these areas. I want to spark something in you that says, ooh, I want some of that, and I want you to go research. I want you to go learn. I want you to go pursue and be intentional about your own leveling up. It's personal. What is it you need to focus on? What do you need to do emotionally, spiritually, relationally, physically? Like, what do you need to go after? How do you do it with leadership? Like, how do you do it in all of the different spheres of influence within your life? I'm giving you ideas and I'm telling you it's possible for you to grow, change, transform, and go higher, dig deeper, I know it's possible for you and I just want to spark something in your soul that says, I have to go figure out more about that. 
some of these things are going to be episodes I dig into more and have a guest on and talk about and share more information and more revelation, more wisdom. But right now, these are sparks, okay? These are matches, and I want you to go find the fire and and build it. I want it to affect your life and impact you in a fruitful way. So there's a lot to be said about leveling up relationally and building your relational intelligence. So I've got this really long list. All of these things, I'm like, and you should do this and do this. And people love it when you do that. And so I'm going to go kind of quickly through this or it's going to be an hour and a half long. Um, First, I'm just going to say that awareness of what you say, but also how you say it, your communication is one of the biggest pieces in a relationship, verbal and nonverbal. So you learning what your communication style is and the people in your life, what are their communication styles? It's really important to learn how to how to in, use your language to express into, into their life what you mean, but also to learn how to interpret their languages more correctly. So understanding the difference between your intention and someone else's interpretation of it is also as important as understanding that your interpretation does not equal their intention, right? You've heard me say it. We judge ourselves by intention. We judge others by their behavior. That's happening all day long to every one of us. And it goes both ways, right? And you becoming intentional about your communication skills verbally and non-verbally is really important. Learning how to mirror other people, which I talk about in episode seven, actually learning to be aware of what they're doing physically and on their face, their nonverbals, and be able to mirror it in a way to really kind of connect. And it leads to finding common ground with other people. It's That's something that just opens the world up when you intentionally pursue a common ground. And eye contact. How much eye contact do you have with the people in your world? Do you, especially your significant others, How do you actually look them in the eye and meet them where they're at and pay attention? Eye contact is really powerful. And sometimes, yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable, but actually, if you practice it, you will get used to it and discover when it's really important to have it. I will say that with the, the context of eye contact and communication, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but... If you ever get into a conversation with somebody and you're in the car or you're taking a walk and you are together and you're headed in the same direction, but you're not staring at someone's face, there's almost this, a, I guess what I would call a, a, an emotional privacy that you can experience if you need to talk about something that might be difficult or make you feel vulnerable or awkward, just going someplace together and not necessarily sitting across the table from one another. Even like in a marriage, you're laying in bed, the lights are dark. What is it you feel comfortable being able to say and express now? 
There are certain types of conversations, I think, that putting yourself in a position like that on purpose actually could really be beneficial. I know that I get a lot more information if I'm in the car with my kids and their friends. I I know more than I would ever know if it was just me and my kid across the table from one another and I'm trying to extract something, right? It's, uh, what do you call it? It's like trying to get... Uh, something very, it's like trying to get water from a rock, (laughs) but put her in a car, any of them, put them in the car, strap them in, and that you have a captive audience. Don't say anything. Don't look at them. And especially if you put a friend in there, information will flow eventually. (laughs) Take them on a long drive. There's something about the intimacy and yet a disconnected privacy that makes those kinds of situations be safe. When you need to have conversations like that, maybe consider asking somebody to go for a walk or take a drive with you. Um, Watching out for your own perceptions, your paradigm of what you believe and think, what's real to you, your perspective is your reality. And that's when that is unhealthy, when it is out of alignment, when it's gone off the tracks, or you're just not paying attention to it, it really affects the relationships that you have. So how can you find a way to take care of your own health level, um, do your own work to be aligned in your beliefs and your thoughts in a way that can be more beneficial to your relationships? I'm going to add to this. um, Not becoming what I would call the vacuum in the room. Don't go vacuum the room. And by that, I mean, uh, when I'm working with a client who is usually talking about somebody else being the vacuum in the room, but sometimes they become the vacuum in the room, I'm, it means that when you're with somebody and you feel like they just came and took all of the energy or all of the negativity that walked into the room with them, all of the feeling of like rejection or condemnation, whatever. It comes in with them. It comes out of their mouth because it's what they believe. It's what they're thinking on and it flows out of them. And then everybody in the room is sapped. Everybody feels, whoop, you just took everything from me. Well, we all do it to other people as well. We experience what's happening when somebody else walks in and vacuums the room. And that's there's just kind of like suck the life out of you, right? But we do that too. And becoming aware of yourself, what kind of things trigger you into a place where you would be vacuuming the room and what kind of things and thoughts that you have that are leading you to that place and then learning how to manage your own mind so that you don't vacuum the room. So you're not the one sucking the life out of the relationship and the conversation. So if you want to build a relationship that is strong, have a friendship that is fun, and a marriage that is mutually beneficial, then you have to be aware of how much negativity and uh, trial that you are just projecting and releasing by saying everything that you say. Pay attention to the conversations you're having. They're flowing out of your heart. They're flowing out of your paradigm and your belief system. So how is that affecting your relationships? Now, think about also having a goal 
of how you want to show up in a relationship. How do you want to connect with people? Who do you want to be in each one of these relationships? I would suggest actually sitting down and creating a goal of being this person inside of each relationship. Inside my marriage, I want to be this type of husband or wife. Inside my friendship, I want to be this kind of friend. These are characteristics and values I have and who I'm going to show up as and how I will connect with my children. Each one of your relationships as a boss, sit it down and actually create vision for who you want to be and then ask yourself, what do I need to do to become that person? How do I need to learn more about the skills that I need in this situation? And commit to it, decide that's who you'll be, be intentional and go after it. Also be aware of any agenda you come into a relationship with. Ask yourself in every, especially in friendships, what is the agenda kind of underlying being friends with this person? Do they bring something that you want? Do they have a role or a title or something significant that you would like to have access to? It's okay if maybe sometimes there is an agenda, but you being aware of it will help you manage how it is reflected in your relationship. Pay attention to those things. I'm not telling you not to be friends with somebody who has, you know, wisdom or skills that you would like to pull on or somebody who's um, maybe they have a great relationship with their kids and you would like to be around them so that you can be exposed to that example and then try to replicate it in your own life. Fine, but be aware that it's there because it will underline, be an underlying uh, factor of your relationship that may create a shadow if you're not mindful about it. Does that make sense? You cannot answer me. I cannot hear you. Okay. We'll keep moving. Sorry, that was funny. Uh, Let go of the idea that all your relationships should be fair, that everything in all of the relationships, relationships is not, are not fair because life is not fair. This is just not an expectation you should really hold on to. Please let me help you let that go. So come back to, I'm going to sometimes feel hurt. I am sometimes going to be offended. I am sometimes going to feel resisted. I am sometimes going to feel injustice has been done inside of a relationship. And yet I will live. And yet I will overcome. Jesus is with me, right? So let go of the idea that anything should always be fair. Because honestly, human nature isn't doesn't even want fair. Human nature, our soul, really actually wants things, the scale to be tipped in our favor, right? So we're not even looking for fair. Our soul is wanting the heavier side of the scale to lean towards us. And what happens is when the soul finds that the heavier side of the scale is tipped towards anybody else, the soul starts screaming. But you know what? That is actually the greatest benefit in a relationship is when the scale is tipped heavier towards other people and you're giving more than you're trying to get. That doesn't mean you give more than you get It just means that your intention is set and focused on giving more than your intention is set and focused on getting. But when you give like God does, he overgives, he's always giving. When you lean into that place and you're giving at least more like focused on an 80% scale, then what happens is you reap what you sow and you will actually get more without even trying to have it. 
it's kind of like you can have, you have the keys to the kingdom because they've been given to you. So you don't have to take them. They're given to you. You don't have to take anything in the kingdom. You don't have to take anything from your dad, the father in heaven. He's given you everything you need. So you don't have to take authority over anything. You have authority. That's what happened for Jesus. He has been given everything. The father gave him everything. He doesn't have to walk around and from a soulish place of control, he doesn't have to go take things from anybody. You don't either. And you can actually just have everything you need and from that place have an outpouring and an overflow of abundance and give and more will be given to you. So it's pretty sure it's Bible. So anyway, let's move on. Allow the people around you to process their own feelings and be and grieve and solve all the things the way they need to. They are in process and their process is different than yours. And in the same way you would want others to respect your processes, they deserve your respect for their processes. However they're getting through life, that is their way. God is, he is with them and he cares more than you do. So focus on yourself and learn to allow others to process in their life and go on their journey. And if you struggle with that, I will ask you this question. Do you struggle to let yourself be where you are in your process? Are you struggling to allow yourself to have the grace and the compassion to be in process, to just be on a journey and to let yourself have the feelings and to solve the problems in front of you in your own in your own process, to grieve loss the way you are going to grieve in the time frame it's going to take you to grieve, to be who you are. If you're struggling to give that to others, then I would ask you, are you struggling to give it to yourself? In the same way, uh, in the same vein, I encourage you to allow other people to grow and change, even acknowledge their growth and the changes and transformation in their life and, and appreciate it. Express your appreciation for how things are changing for them, how things are, how they are growing, how they're becoming intentional and succeeding and reaching their goals. People in front of you are going to shift. You are shifting. You have shifted and they're having to deal with you. So have the respect when you see that happens in other people's lives and it will help you relationally go very, very far. It, it sows into the longevity of your relationship. Think about the times when you struggle in a relationship to, um, and you lean towards division or even control and ask yourself how instead you could lay that aside and move towards somebody to bond with them and to comfort them. It doesn't matter if it feels unfair and it doesn't matter if you don't like or respect their process. How could you choose to comfort and bond instead of control and divide? This is a big one. We're not going any deeper than this, but I want to put it into your head, make a spark in your soul. So you have to know every relationship is give and take. And a relationship needs to be mutual. So if you're only considering what you're getting or not getting, 
but not paying attention to what others are getting or not getting from you. You've got to be more mindful and intentional about that and do a little bit of deep dive. Ask God to show you how come your needs are so focused on yourself. And this is going to flow into the difference between self-focused and others-focused. And I don't mean selfish when I say self-focused, but there is a difference. And I think all of us struggle at some season because we get too self-focused that we lose the peripheral uh, perspective of others around us. So when you find yourself at that place, give yourself grace and compassion and just say, okay, this is out of balance. Now, if you're just being selfish, uh, uh, this is a completely different podcast episode, but right now I'm just delineating the difference between self-focus and and others-focused. And I would say, especially in a position like a marriage or a leadership position, including parenting, when you're a servant-hearted leader um, or a servant-hearted co-leader, you have a good balance of being others-focused but also giving yourself care and attention as well. But when one gets out of balance and it's too heavy on that scale, then things get funny. They get codependent if if you're too others focused and they can get selfish if you're too self focused. So pay attention and be mindful there. Okay, I'm gonna wrap this up because it got too long. So I'm cutting it into two episodes for you. It's a lot of information about leveling up relationally, building your relational intelligence. So check out the next episode as we wrap it up. I so appreciate you as a listener. And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.